You're listening to audio from Crossroads Community Church, located in Fogelsville, Pennsylvania. If you want to learn more about C3 and what it is about, you can visit us at c3lehigh.com. And now, for today's sermon. It's my pleasure to introduce our, our guest speaker this, this morning. And I, I just, reflecting this morning during my, my prayer time, I, I just, how, how, do you, how do you welcome this, this, this woman that's going to be coming to the platform? How, how, how do I describe how awesome my mom is? It is such an honor and privilege to have my mom sharing with us today. You know, I've shared so many stories about my family. Some I prefer that you not tell them that I told you today. And others we can just share with a little bit of grace. Um, but in all seriousness, it is such an honor and privilege to, to have my, my parents here and my mom speaking here today. You know, I've shared before, a part of my testimony is, is growing up in a household where I never heard my parents disagree with one another. I grew up in a household where I never heard my parents shout towards one another. And I remember various friends of mine growing up would see just the, the anointing and just the way that my family walked and served the Lord. And I remember friends of mine, when it came to my mom, just looking and asking the question, is she real? Like, is she, is she for real? Like, this, who we see on the platform is who we see at home. And I, it was always just an honor and privilege to say, the woman that you see on the platform is the same woman that I grew up with in the home. Thanks, Mom. Would you make my mom, Robin Immel, feel welcome this morning as she brings the Word of God? Wow. Thank you, Donnie. How am I supposed to speak after that? What a joy. It's surreal for me to be able to be here today at my son's church. Wow. Just, just so much for this mama's heart to take in. But we have been coming here a few years as Donnie has been here, and there used to be one service... And we knew everyone. <laughs> what happened? God is on the move at, three C at C3. <laughs> God is on the move. Wow, wow. Well, usually every Sunday morning we get to minister in different churches. Don preaches. And he always starts the service like this. I would like my wife to please stand and wave. She is my favorite wife. Every week. Every week. So it is my joy to say, may I introduce you to my favorite husband? Honey, would you stand and wave? Woo! There he is. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, 
again, what a joy. Let me introduce you to the rest of our family. They're here today, too. There they are. There they are. That's the Immel clan from Pittsburgh to Allentown to Texas. There's the Immels. Well, happy Mother's Day. We've already heard that. What a joyous day to be here. Glorious weather. But I would be remiss if I just didn't mention that for some, happy and Mother's Day don't go together. So we knew some who actually it was so difficult for them to come to church on Mother's Day that they chose to stay away. But for those of you who might be here today, and for whatever reason, Mother's Day might be difficult. Um, maybe you've lost your mother. Maybe you've desired desperately, desperately desire children, and that, that has not yet been fulfilled. Whatever might be causing you to feel that Mother's Day may not be happy, um, may I just encourage you to ask Jesus to fill that space in your heart. If you have a little hole in your heart, maybe it's the shape of a baby, or a child that you've surrendered to heaven, whatever, I just encourage you that Jesus can fill that hole and the Holy Spirit will comfort you. So to all of us here today, let me ask you this question. You may not have been thinking about this on your way to church, but we're going to start thinking about it right now because there have been people praying for you way before today. Here's my question. Is there something, anything in your life that you need set free from? Think about that. As we embark on this journey together, what might be holding you captive? Guilt depression, inferiority, anger, abuse, addiction, anything keeping you from serving God to your fullest potential. Or maybe you've not started yet the journey of a Christian and you haven't met Jesus yet and asked him to fill your heart. Today, we are all going to be set free. I believe that. We have been praying. It's going to happen. This is a holiday, and it's your day. We're going to leave differently. So let's go on a journey. We're going to go through history, a little bit uh, from the Old Testament, and then we'll move to the New Testament. The scriptures mention all kinds of mothers, good mothers, not-so-good mothers, and then there's the mother of Jesus. There's not time enough to talk about the awesome woman that Mary was. From the moment she heard the angel speak to her and say, you're going to have a baby boy. Through her life, through the life of Jesus, as she went to the execution of her baby boy, Mary was an amazing mother. 
Then there are mothers that we're going to visit today. Their story's a little different. Um, they may not have won Mother of the Year. How many of you moms have had moments <laughs> that knocked us right out of that competition? <laughs> Donnie, you're not the only one who has stories. <laughs> so, there was this time. <laughs> He's nervous. <laughs> there was this time, and, and this comes up every time our family's together, whether it's a holiday or uh, a vacation, it always comes up. Remember the time mom left. And I'm like, here it comes again. They're gonna, they're gonna, and we laugh. But there was a time. It was a homeschool day. <laughs> ben was 12. Algebra was not going well that day. Becca was nine. And Donnie was six. It was not a good day for Donnie. And it, it was just, it was one of those days, moms, where you're thinking, I can't. And so I didn't. <laughs> I left. And I guess after I left, the kids, now they were 12, 9, and 6, so they called their dad. And it went like this. Dad, mom left. <laughs> what do you mean she left? She got in the minivan and she left, <laughs> which I did. And he said, I'll be right home. <laughs> so by the time he got home, I was sitting with my minivan in the drive-thru of Dairy Queen, ordering a M&M chocolate, double M&Ms, chocolate ice cream blizzard. Oh, and I went across the street from Dairy Queen, was Mount St. Macrina. It's where the nuns went when they observed their vow of silence. And I knew no one was going to talk to me. <laughs> it was great. <sighs> but honestly, I was just gone an hour. But they'll never let me forget it. Hey, we all have a story. We all have a past. God can use your story. Don't let your story hold you back from anything. God wants to use you, and he wants to use your story. So the story we're looking at lives in the book of Genesis. Now, we're going to visit a culture that's very, very different from 21st century America. So please don't judge the characters in our story by 21st century standards. Things were different then. And so, uh, remember the story of Joseph and his brothers sold him? Yeah, that doesn't happen today. I know some of you wish you could sell your brother or sister. You would even give them away. But things were different then. Solomon had how many wives? A lot. 700 a lot. 
and 300 concubines. Yeah, that doesn't happen. It's a different time in history. It's a story in time. In Genesis chapter 12 is where we're going to start our journey. God said to Abraham, I make a promise to you. I will make you into a great nation. And to your offspring, I will give you this land. Jumping, chapter 15 of Genesis. Abram says to God, I'm childless here. I still have no heir. And you've given me no children. The Lord came to Abram in a special way in this chapter 15 and says, A son is coming from your own body and will be your heir. Look at the heavens and count the stars, if you can count them. Stars. How many of you are stargazers? Do you love to look at the stars? Well, here's a little secret. Not too far from you in Cherry Springs State Park, it's the number one stargazing location on the eastern seaboard. So make your way up there. That was, that was free. So <clears throat> there they are. Count all the stars. That's how many your descendants will be. You can't even count them. What a promise. So the next chapter 16, Sarai. Abram's wife says, I have no children. She had an Egyptian maidservant whose name was Hagar. So Sarai said to Abram, the Lord has kept me from having children. Go sleep with my maidservant. Perhaps I can build a family through her. Abram agreed to what Sarah said. Sarah, his wife, took her Egyptian maidservant and gave her to her husband to be his wife. Well, that wouldn't have been my first plan. <laughs> wouldn't have been my millionth plan. He slept with Hagar, and she conceived. When Hagar knew she was pregnant, Hagar began to despise Sarah. Wow. She was probably making Sarah feel less than. This, this kind of plays like a, like a movie. This really happened. How many of you have you seen Fiddler on the Roof? Oh, rich in Jewish culture. So get the popcorn. It's like a movie. Here we go. Fiddler on the Roof. Then Sarai said to Abram, you are responsible for the wrong I am suffering. Now, whose idea was it? Okay. I put my servant in your arms, and now that she knows she's pregnant, she despises me. May the Lord judge between you and me, Abram. Wow, that got flipped. Husbands, you just can't win, right? No matter what Abram did, he couldn't win. So husbands, it's scriptural. You can't win. <laughs> All right. Moving along. Abram said, your servants in your hands do with her what you think. So 
Hagar mistreated Hagar, excuse me, Sarai mistreated Hagar, and Hagar fled. Where did she go? The angel of the Lord found Hagar near a spring in the desert, and he said, Hagar, servant of Sarah, he knew who she was. Where have you come from, and where are you going? Hmm, those are good questions. Where have you come from, and where are you going? I'm running away from my mistress, Sarai. He knows. He knew where she was. He cares. God cares where you are in your story. The angel of the Lord told her to go back to her mistress and submit to her. And he tells her this. You're going to have a son, Ishmael. Ishmael means God who hears. God heard her cries. For the Lord has heard of your misery. Now here's what the angel of the Lord said about the son she was going to have. He will be a wild donkey of a man. His hand will be against everyone. Everyone's hand will be against him. He will live in hostility toward his brothers. That is not the news you want to hear as you're going to have a baby. Abram was 86 years old when Ishmael was born. Have you ever tried, like Sarai, to help God out? Maybe he's taking a little too long to answer a prayer, and maybe we try and get ahead of God. We all do that. Men, you do it. You're fixers. You want to fix it and make, make everything and solve everything, make it right. Women, we want to help. Have you ever helped a situation? And maybe it wasn't the best way to help. Some call it meddling. I call it helping, assisting. Especially in relationships. I love to help guys and girls. It's called matchmaking. <laughs> matchmaking. It's a gift. It's a gift. What is happening when we help God or we get ahead of God? We can't be patient and wait for his answer, just like Sarah did. We call it birthing an Ishmael. How many Ishmaels have we birthed? Sarah felt she needed to initiate a plan because God had not shown up yet. Be careful. We need to be careful of getting ahead of God because there are consequences of doing things our way instead of waiting for the perfect way. Well, 17, chapter 17 in Genesis, when Abram was 99, God confirmed the covenant he had with Abram, and he said, I'm changing your name to Abraham. You're going to have so many children. You're the father of nations. I will increase your numbers greatly. Kings are going to be birthed from your line. Wow. Sarai, your name is now Sarah. Princess, 
mother of nations. These are great words to come from our living God. There was a covenant that was made. There was bloodshed. Animals were sacrificed. There was a covenant back in chapter 15. The Lord has given his word. There is going to be a son. A sign of the covenant was circumcision. This is where it first started in chapter 17. And it was going to be a sign passed down from generation to generation. Every Jewish man was going to be circumcised. So that all began at this time in the covenant. Chapter 21 of Genesis, we're almost through with Genesis. Get the baby shower ready. We're having a baby. Now the Lord was gracious to Sarah as he had said, and as he had promised, he did for Sarah. She became pregnant and bore a son to Abraham in his old age. The son's name was Isaac, meaning laughter. As Isaac grew, Sarah saw that Ishmael, Hagar's son, was mistreating Isaac. Uh-oh. He was mocking him. Some commentaries call that persecuting. So Sarah asks Abraham to send Hagar and Ishmael away, and he does. So for the second time, we find Hagar in the desert. She's with her son. She's out of food and water, she and her son are going to die. So she leaves her son, and she goes about, Scripture says, a bow shot away. Why? She doesn't want to hear his cries as he's dying. How far is a bow shot? Well, I thought we would ask an expert, who is an expert marksman, archer. Give it up, Lee. How far is... A bow shot. Thank you, Lee. <laughs> I knew he would come through. Thank you for that. He researched. I appreciate that. So, for the second time, an angel appears in the desert to Hagar. Once when she ran away, now she's sent away. For the second time, she hears... Do not be afraid. I'm going to make your son into a great nation. And then he opened her eyes where she saw a well. They could drink, and they, he saved their lives. At this point, she leaves our story, and she goes to Sinai. God cares. He met that servant woman twice in the desert. God cares about our situations. Let me ask that question that I asked at the beginning. What do you need set free from? Because we're getting close. It's coming. I'm going to take a trip now to Galatians 5.1. So, Christ has truly set us free. The NIV, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. What does that have to do everything we just talked about, our story in Genesis. 
Why does Paul say here in Galatians, so Christ has truly set us free? In Galatia, there's a war of cultures going on. Paul had been there three years earlier, and now he's back to handle the problem. So what was the issue? There were people in Galatia who were becoming Christians. For the three years since Paul had been there, they were growing in number. And these new Christians were not observing the Jewish laws. The Judah, Judaizers were Pharisees in Galatia. Galatia is known as a very strict, even more than Ephesus in Ephesians, Colossae and Colossians. Galatia, they were hard-nosed obeyers of every law, dietary, um, the, all of the Jewish rites, celebrations, feasts, the letter of the law. Well, the new Christians weren't obeying those laws, especially circumcision. So that was the problem, that Paul was called back to handle this dispute. Since the time of Abraham, when we visited him in uh, Genesis, since that time, circumcision had taken place. It was the Jewish way. It's all they knew. But something changed. What changed? Jesus. We've caught Paul in mid-conversation here. He says, so Christ has truly set us free. What did he say just before that? Let's look. In Galatians 4.21, right before our verse about freedom, he says this. So then, brothers and sisters... We are not children of Hagar, the bondswoman, but of the free woman, Sarah. Wow, Hagar and Sarah that we just learned about showed up right here in Galatians. Paul used this Old Testament story. He told the details that we just talked about. He told those right here. He used the scriptures to teach them because they knew the scriptures. The Jewish people told them over and over to their children. That was their way. So it was something they were very familiar about when he talked about Hagar and Sarai and Abraham. Paul used this insight, something familiar to them, he met them on their level to deal with the culture difficulties. And so he gives us some insight that we learn in these few verses where he's telling the story. Abraham had two sons. We know that. But that word had means ever and ever, forever and always. Abraham had two sons. Ishmael was born according to the physical ordinary way. That was Sarai's plan, remember? Everybody who has had a baby, it was a natural, physical way. But Isaac was born through the promise. 
Isaac was of the spirit. It was miraculous. It was an intervention of God. Hagar, we know, went to Sinai. She is called the mother of all who do works of the law. Did you know that her son Ishmael is considered the father of the Arab people? In Islam, in the Quran, Ishmael is a prophet. Muhammad is a descendant of the Ishmael line. Remember back in Genesis, the angel told Hagar those difficult things to hear about her son, that he would live in hostility toward his brothers. Is that not true today, even? The hostility between the Jewish nation and those of the Arab descent. We're also familiar with Sinai for another reason. Sinai, about 300 years after Hagar, is where Moses came down with the Ten Commandments, the law. Sinai just stands for the law. Hagar is under the law. Sarah is the free woman, the mother of those believing the free promise. We have the Old Covenant, and we have the New Covenant, fulfilled through Jesus. Now, do we still need to keep the Ten Commandments? They're part of the old law. Do we still need to keep them? Jesus came and fulfilled the law. And in the New Testament, in Matthew, he says... Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, and your soul. With all your heart, your soul, and your mind. That's the order. And he gave one more. Love your neighbor as yourself. So those were Jesus' commandments. And isn't the whole law right there? If you love God with your whole mind and heart and soul... You are going to love the Lord your God. You're not going to have graven images. That's commandment number two. You're not going to take his name in vain. Number three, you're going to come and worship him on the Sabbath. Number four, and his second commandment, love your neighbor as yourself. You're going to honor your father and mother. You're not going to kill not going to commit adultery. You're not going to lie. You won't steal or covet what your neighbor has. There's the Ten Commandments. If we love God with all of our heart, mind, and soul, and we love our neighbor, we're fulfilling all of the Ten Commandments out of love, not out of the strict obedience to the law. We are free from the law. Worship team, would you please come back? Who's believing that Jesus can set you free from whatever your heart needs freedom from? We have the old covenant that was not free. The sacrifices, the observances, the law, the heavy yoke of the law. That's the old covenant. We have the new covenant, 
Jesus. We have been delivered from the law. What stands between the old and the new? What stands between those covenants? The cross. The cross changed it all. Boom. The cross. The work of Jesus. It stopped those observances to the law. The work that Jesus did on the cross. It forgives us of our sins. The cross breaks the bonds of what you need set free from. If you have never had the privilege of asking Jesus into your life, the cross makes that possible. How many of you need freedom today? Is there anything on your heart that you would love for Jesus to set you free? The work was done on the cross. The Holy Spirit that thrust Christ out of the grave after three days and resurrected him, that power of the Holy Spirit is in this room today. And it is ready to break the chains that are binding you and the things that are holding you back, emotional things, inferiorities, angers, guilts, He can set you free. He is waiting to set you free. We have been praying for you. This is your day. We've taken a journey all the way from Genesis to Galatians. Let's take a journey together. Would you all stand, please, with me? Prayer team, if you would come forward, please, and just line up here. We have a God who is ready and waiting. Jesus has broken the chains for us today. We can journey together. If, uh, if you would just come forward to the front, let's join together this holiday. Mothers, if you have children here, grab their hand and join together. Children, grab your mother's hand if you would like to come and share together time at the altar. And just asking the Holy Spirit to separate you from the old ways, to start a new story, to, to start a story of freedom. Set free. That is our prayer. Would you lead us, worship team? This has been an audio recording from Crossroads Community Church. If you'd like to get in contact with us or learn more about us, you can follow us on social media at C3Lehigh or email us at info at C3Lehigh.com. We'd love to hear from you.